Hi everyone, this is Soraya and Shalia, and you're listening to the Soul Wine Podcast. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing good. We didn't get a chance to catch up on our last episode with yeah, Bradley. We did not. So it's been quite, yeah, quite some time. How are you? How has your week been? Oh, I have been swamped at work, Mm. but the cool thing, it's it's a good swamped. So if you keep up with like local news or politics, the state of Utah has daily press conferences or briefings about COVID-19. Oh, and so Governor Spencer Cox, he shouted out my company because we oh. work directly with a company called Nomi Health. Well, so I work for a company called Medic Staffing, but we're owned by the CEO of like my company CEO and the CEO for Nomi Health, Five at Five Strategies. Um, it's all the same guy. Basically, we have a contract with the Utah government to administer vaccinations outside of the hospitals and the pharmacies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so anyways, we were shouted out today at today's press conference by governor Cox. Yeah. He was just saying that you can make an appointment with us to get your vaccination if you meet the requirements. So yeah, a little PSA, anyone go to coronavirus.utah.gov, see if you meet the requirements. And if you do, you can then go to getmyshot.utah.gov. Oh, maybe that's wrong. Actually, it's like get my shot something. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll post something about it. But anyways, maybe we can link it. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Because right now he announced something really cool is that they're now, since we're doing such a good job at administering the vaccines, just like statewide in general, they've opened up doses to kids between 16 to 19 years old and now 65 and older. So there's still a bunch of people that can't get the vaccine yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But now they've opened it to a lot of the younger kids because of underlying conditions and all that stuff or whatever. But anyway, I just thought it was cool. Yeah. That and is so, cool. Yeah. I like working my company. It can get hectic, especially now with like all the new projects coming up. Like we just partnered with Utah and we're looking to do the same thing with a whole bunch of other States. Wow. And yeah. And like the mission, the reason why we're doing that because the hospitals are just so swamped, mm-hmm. not only with the vaccines and coronavirus, but they got a whole bunch of other people yeah. suffering other things. So the CEO of our company, he worked directly with in the medical field. And that's kind of like what inspired him to try and branch out and like help, you know, because he saw a need with coronavirus mm-hmm. affecting us. So I don't know. It's just a I'm just really happy to be a part of it and to be like trying to make a difference. So that's me this week. I was just really busy with all that. Yeah. I think it does make a difference too when you can actively see the impact, like what you're doing that actually matters. Yes. And so that's really cool. That's awesome. So make sure to follow the link that we'll link either probably on our Instagram. Yeah. That you guys can follow for that. 
Yes, we will. What about you? How has your week been? Busy too. Mm-hmm. Busy too. Since my coworker um, has left, there's a new gal that we're trying to train. Ooh. But she's mostly just in like another, focusing on other things that my coworker used to do and not like the animal health side. So I work for okay, the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's mostly with the Department of Agriculture. So it's like with livestock. Hell yeah. <laughs> that you come in and out of Utah. Info. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, um, so it's just been busy. Like <laughs> now yeah. that the weather is like, warming up, there's mm. been a lot more like auctions and things like that. So it's kept me busy for sure. Yes. So I just wanted with your department mm-hmm. and with the livestock and things like that and auctions. Mm-hmm. So when people want to auction off their animals mm-hmm. or sell their animals, they have to come to you guys first. Um. So yes and no. So if they're coming from out of state, then they'll call us for like what requirements that we oh, require. Gotcha. But if it's, if they're like from Utah going to an auction like in Salina or something, uh-huh. then it just depends where they're going. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But it y'all didn't know we'd be working with the state. Yes. <laughs> Ask about that. Ask about us. <laughs> but other than that, it's been pretty cool this week. I really That's enjoyed nice. our episode with Bradley. So I think I kind of been like no seriously if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to our last episode that's probably the one episode i've been like extremely proud of i've been proud of all of our episodes mm-hmm. but just talking with her and breaking down a lot of stuff with a third party perspective mm-hmm. that was so cool for me it like helped me personally too in my own <laughs> crazy ass life <laughs> yes. so yeah i loved it i was just positive all week because of that yeah same and it really made me want to push for a clubhouse room Mm -hmm. more about education just because i know she's so knowledgeable about that and i don't really know anything yeah i don't know shit so (laughs) so i really think a clubhouse room um would be fun and you know we'll probably have her on again in the future yeah we'll have to do that asap i'm excited to do that yeah me too Besides that, what else is going on in the world? I feel like there's what is going a on? lot and then a little at the same time. Yeah, there's no scandals. <laughs> yeah, I only know. I know Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Divorce sucks, y'all. Yeah, that but that's can get crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's another story for another time. Yeah. But that also kind of ties into what we wanted to talk about with loss, what to do and how to work through those feelings when a big door like that closes. Yes. So I like the transition because last week we kind of talked about when you know, like when, like timing, of course, but Mm -hmm. I guess things to look out for to know when the time is right to exit a situation. Mm -hmm. And then today, like you said, we do want to talk about just grief of losing something, Mm -hmm. losing someone like a loved one to death, losing a relationship and all the history that had come with it, Mm -hmm. losing a friend that you had that you're no longer close with. Like Mm -hmm. the feeling of grief is so hard to navigate. Levels to grief Mm -hmm. um, that people men 
mention mention but um i think the hardest part really is the fact that you cannot control it yeah it's just there that's true <laughs> your feelings and it'll just hit you out of nowhere yeah like for me i think my first ever dealing with really like real true grief and deep deep sorrow and sadness and so for those who have experienced child loss whether it be in the womb before birth after birth you know it's so tough or even if you are close with someone who has experienced child loss it's just that feeling of what if that really gets you you know what if they could have stayed and what if I could have raised them? And you make such big plans when you're about to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And it's the fact that they're gone, you can't control it. And so now you're just left with all the find happiness and get through it however you can. Yeah. That's one thing I also seen because I was doing like trying to prepare a little bit for today. Um, But that was like the main thing that I saw was that there's just no wrong or right way Mm -hmm. to navigate those feelings. But I was on TikTok and I seen a video and this guy was saying to find healthy ways to celebrate and to also be sad. Because Uh, if you do the same thing, you get confused. And I noticed that I do that a lot when I am sad like i'll want to drink or i'll want to like i'm gonna eat whatever i want to eat but i also do that when i'm happy and so that's when you don't at least for me i don't know a healthy way to celebrate or to be sad that is such a good point that you make because i feel like sometimes we what we may think is a healthy way is just what we are familiar with Mm -hmm. when it comes to getting past certain things or just at least for me just experiencing death for um like grandparents i was always what you do as polys you kind of just like have unworked or unresolved issues like that Mm -hmm. it's not gonna get any better (laughs) yeah and you don't accept it eat (laughs) yeah you're around family and then when you're just in that kind of state of mind yes and that's so important too because people don't understand that there's a real necessity to feeling sad Mm -hmm. you have to allow yourself to feel those emotions which is something that i had to learn the hard way of course like when i lost my daughter I did nothing but cry. I knew she was going to pass too, which was like the hardest thing. Um, Obviously we're always hoping for miracles when it comes to that point, but Mm -hmm. you know, the science and the doctors just letting you know, like there's a big chance that she's not going to make it. Mm -hmm. I just cried the whole time. And I thought that that was a bad thing. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, like just stop fucking crying already. Yeah. You know, you have to be strong. You have to be strong, which is what we're taught. Of course, when you're Polynesian or you have that warrior mindset Mm -hmm. that often indigenous people of color have been taught Mm -hmm. um, that warrior mindset, like be strong, be strong, be strong. But like you said, you confuse the two and you never really move past it. You're still going to suffer from those feelings 10 plus years. And so when I talked to my mom about it, like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Like, I can't stop crying. 
my mom had told me, just cry. Mm -hmm. Just keep crying. Feel everything. There's, you know, she's like, you will be okay in time, but don't push it away. Just embrace it. Yeah. And that's another hard part about grief for our people too, is we're not really taught how to embrace sadness. Yes. It's always like pushed away. <laughs> yeah. And it really isn't a bad thing, like you said. Yeah. And while I was um, on Google and stuff, I came across like some things that were like myths or facts about grief. Mm. And so I think a lot of misconceptions are like you said, if you cry, that means you're not getting over it or you're weak or you're still stuck on the past or whatever. But that's not true. Mm -hmm. um, and even just like, giving yourself a timeline like okay it's been a year like it's fine now but yeah. there's no timeline for feeling like that it could be 10 years and i know for my mom some kind of feelings towards it so there's never yeah. a okay it's been five years i can get over it and never think <laughs> about it or cry about it again yeah but that's just not realistic at all yeah especially when it's someone you love yeah when you lose someone who passes away based on my belief on what I think about afterlife. I don't believe death is the final step. Mm -hmm. um, but for some that do or see the afterlife differently, it can be rough. Yeah. You know, so just be gentle with yourself is my biggest advice. Mm -hmm. Because me, a new mom losing a little baby, even I was telling myself, stop. Yeah. Like, she's gone already. You know, you only had her for a month. Like, yeah. Sometimes I would tell myself that I didn't really know her. Yeah. enough to like be crying or to be sad about it mm -hmm. um but then even then i'm like no i was her mother like that's a connection that not very many people know like i she was inside of me for eight months yeah um you have that bond with your children from the minute you hold them in your arms and mm -hmm. so the fact that i was trying to downplay that yeah just speaks to how others have conditioned us to believe how we should cope with grief mm -hmm. but the biggest lesson I think in that situation was just to be gentle yeah, and just give yourself a break. <laughs> Cut yourself yeah. some slack. You just lost someone that you loved. Yeah. And to be gentle with others. Yeah. I think yes. sometimes we will always compare like, well, it only took me a year. Like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like good for you. Yeah. Not everybody's the same. Like we keep reiterating like a timeline that worked for your sister is not going to be the same for you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just be gentle with yourself and other people. Yes. And that just brings me to think about how like the different types of ways we try to cope with our grief. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times. Okay. So I love criminal minds. Oh, me too. <laughs> you know, I mean, if yes. you don't love criminal minds, I don't know what's going on in your brain, but you're a criminal. Like, you're you one of the people are the, the cash. <laughs> yeah, you are the perpetrator. So, uh, but there is just this like scientific thing where they were analyzing a case and this couple had just lost their child and they were just going at it. You know, they were just like blaming each other. Like, like if you didn't do this, we would still, you know, all this stuff. And they had talked about, you know, when your brain or when you are feeling immense anger, trauma, sadness, our first instinct is to always push it out of ourselves. So yeah. we lash out at other people, whoever's nearest. It's often people that we love, our spouse, our kids, our friends, our siblings, you know, mm -hmm. And so the thought of being gentle with other people 
trying to take a second, I think, to just sit down and really understand and accept that you are not okay. Mm -hmm. You're sad. You're going through something. It's okay to feel that way. You don't have to project your sadness in unhealthy ways, you know, to feel better. It's not going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can definitely project your sadness, but just in healthy ways, like asking for help which yeah. is huge. I don't think anybody does. So yeah, I, I just thought about that when you mentioned that, just how sometimes we can lash out. Yeah. And just take a second to evaluate that we're all going through something, you know, mm-hmm. the grief, yeah, shouldn't control you. Yeah, and I and it, that made me think about just acknowledging that you need extra help. Yeah. Um, that you do maybe need to go to counseling or you do need to just have a, just another perspective to help you get through those feelings. And even that is fine. I know that's something not a lot of polys like to admit that they need. Yeah. Or it's even like, I don't know, quote unquote accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know for me experiencing and going to therapy, it's, it helps a lot just to make your brain think a different way. Yeah. And that makes me think about something that we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. how habitual or like ritualistic things that we do Mm -hmm. like when we do something or when it becomes a habit to us there's like a pathway that forms in our brain it's called neurosplasticity oh yes Uh, that's the only smart word scientific on y'all getting scientific make a choice to change or to do something differently you have to make a new pathway in your brain so it's going to be hard but if you keep doing it then your brain will know to think and do something different than just going back to the way you were yeah i explained it just as well no yeah no it's that's exactly how i was thinking it because to us when we have an issue we sort of tend to go through the same rounds Mm -hmm. or ritual of coping or like the same coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. talking to our families friends maybe not even doing that and a lot of the times I know this is true for myself sometimes I'll turn to like my closest friends or certain family members because I know that these people will tell me what I want to hear yeah when it comes to advice or coping with grief or sadness but really hurtful Um, painful events in our lives when we lose someone that we love Mm -hmm. or something that we love. Yeah. And so I really liked that thought that you had. Yeah. And it just made me think that by you working through those feelings, it's going to help you in the long run to be more accepting and at peace with, you know, that person passing away or that relationship ending, because ultimately you're going to keep going back if you don't. And going back to that mindset and that hurt and anger. And by working through it, you'll be able to release those feelings and yeah, be happier and be a better you. Yes. And you know what's funny? I think that as this is speaking for my Pacific Islander folk, indigenous folk, people of color, um, who have like a cultural background. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the way that we're taught, we have such a deep connection to our elders. Mm -hmm. We have a deep connection to our siblings and to our families and to even the land that we live on. We have this deep connection. Mm -hmm. And so I do believe that once we leave or once we lose someone that we love, it 
is so hard to let go. And sometimes we may be afraid to heal because we feel some sort of guilt Mm -hmm. that if we do get over our grief, that we're somehow leaving our loved ones behind. behind. Yeah. Or forgetting them. Yeah. Or forgetting them. That was my hugest fear when I lost my daughter Mm -hmm. because I did only have her. So, I mean, for those who don't know, uh, my first pregnancy ever was twins. I got pregnant with twins like the first time ever. And I was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) whoa, I I can handle this. Um, But pretty early on, like how I mentioned before, we found out that she was going to have one of our daughters. We're having two baby girls. One of our daughters are going to have some issues. Um, and so as time got on, the news got worse and worse. And when she finally did, you know, gave birth after a month, it wasn't getting any better. And the day that she passed away, I just remember I had just this deep fear in my heart that if I have more kids, somehow she'll be forgotten in the, mm-hmm. in the past. And I didn't know how to move on from that, you know? Yeah. Um, I had my other, and I almost felt guilty too. Like I, that I was happy that my other, I had my other girl, but I felt bad that, you know, maybe one day I'll just be happy in my own life and I'll forget about her, you know, cause I only had her for a month. And so that was really tough mm-hmm. to try and move on because I don't know, somehow I didn't want her to think that I wasn't thinking about her, mm-hmm. even though she's passed on. I didn't want her to think that I was just so happy in my life and new kids that may come along that I wasn't thinking about her. And I think that that's the mindset that we sometimes get caught up in. Mm -hmm. Like the first step uh, or level is denial. And I think in a Mm. way that is kind of like, you're just denying that you have those feelings or just that you, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like it doesn't happen. Like it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And you go through that stage and then it, you know, turns into anger, Mm -hmm. which is understandable. And then um, it says that you go into like a bargaining stage. Like if you do this, like, I'll do this or, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I've been there. I've done that before. Oh, for sure. Which can lead you into, you know, not, and you don't get the outcome that you want. It could lead you into a form of depression and like really, really deep sadness. Yeah. But if you work through those feelings, you'll get to that level of acceptance acceptance, and you. peace I added the piece, but the last one was acceptance, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is so hard. But I think if you just realize that there is happiness to be had (laughs) after that and those people that you have lost or that may have passed on would want you to be happy and even, you know, the relationships that end or whatnot, friendships that end too, like you're going to find more people that will love you as a friend or a spouse or partner or whatever you're looking for. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. hope. <laughs> there is hope. And it's, I know that it's kind of hard when the loss is so sudden mm-hmm. too, like it's unexpected. Yeah. That gets extremely hard to cope with and to digest moving forward. Mm -hmm. But just allowing yourself time. Time really, I feel like, is the only healer when it comes to grief. And sometimes it sucks because when you're at the beginning of your grief stage, 
you look and you anticipate like, oh my gosh, I don't want to trudge through yeah. years mm -hmm. and get to the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, it just seems like such a daunting task, but I think the beauty is really in the journey of mm -hmm. getting there. Often we think, I can't wait till I'm over this. Like, can't wait till I'm on the other side, finally, of mm -hmm. other side of grief. I'm on the happy end. But the happiness comes with the journey of getting there. That reminds me of what we were talking about earlier. It all kinds of it all kind of ties together. <laughs> <laughs> Just the inevitable feeling of grief and loss. Like, like, why me? You know, why did God have to do this or take this person away from me? Mm -hmm. um, it just made me think of the importance of feeling grief and loss so that we're able to feel happiness and mm -hmm. joy and be grateful for the lessons that those people taught us. So I think instead of like the easy reaction is always why me, but yeah, I was watching this other thing on TikTok that <laughs> it was just like, instead of asking why me ask like, why not me? Yes. And why isn't it me that has to learn those, life lessons and learn from those mm -hmm. and i think that also made me think of the importance of working through it all because yeah. it will make you stronger and add to the person that you are so you can either you can put band-aids on those feelings yeah keep coming back to those feelings or you can gain life experience Yes. And acceptance and be at peace with the bad things that happen. Yeah. Because we're always going to experience those. Yeah. And I love that you say that because it's so hard, especially when we all have different lives, you know? And me, I like, even though I feel like I have been through a lot in my life, especially dealing with grief, mm -hmm. I take a look at other people's lives and how i feel like that is crazy you know like children even I, like for example children being separated from their families whether it be trying to find a better life in a different country whether it be in the foster care system you know whatever it is whatever it may be in this country i think mm -hmm. about them and i'm like oh my gosh like i don't know how i could live mm -hmm. with that but people do you know and it, it and there's a difference between living through it, um, like you said, putting band-aids over our wounds and just fighting through life or just really like gaining knowledge from your experiences and making a better future for yourself despite what you've been through. Because mm -hmm. um, I think loss and grief comes from even just beyond losing someone to death. It can be through divorce. Mm -hmm. That's a loss that you can grieve. That's something that I'm dealing with personally right now. It can be through lost friendships, burned bridges between you and your family, just lots of things, you know, and it just really boils down to what you were saying. We can either just sit, marinate over these issues that we're having, or we can really turn the grief into a life experience, mm -hmm. like you said, and just make it may help us boost our lives into what we really are meant to do here, mm -hmm. which is something that I've been working on right now. <laughs> yeah, true. Just after you said that, it just made me think that 
I mean, this is why we wanted to do these episodes. It was just mm-hmm. to provide value and boost up everybody and give everyone different tools that they can use yeah. to improve the quality of their <laughs> life. And I think this episode will do just that. And it made me think of a quote. I don't know who said it or even what the whole quote was, uh-huh. but um, the quote was just kind of like, grief is just love with nowhere to go. Oh, I love that. Yeah, That really tugs at my heartstrings. It really does. And I'm already getting through. Yeah, I know. I'm like kind of emotional after you say that right now. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you and your quote. No, really. <laughs> but I think if we just remember that, if anything, you know, like those feelings are just love. Like you said, learn from it. Because yeah. that's all we can do. Yeah. <laughs> and funnel that love into different avenues of our life. Yeah. That's really what we wanted to touch upon today, guys. We were thinking a lot about grief, especially grief coming from losing someone or something that you love dearly. Mm -hmm. Just know you're not alone. We're all going through it. Trust. But let us know what you think about, you know, today's episode, maybe some things situations of grief that you're dealing with mm-hmm. we'd love to hear your stories and your experiences you can email us at soulwinepodcast.gmail.com mm-hmm. yep and even follow us on instagram too soulwinepodcast we'd love to hear from you guys yes and just feedback so don't forget also to rate and subscribe yes the ratings do. help a lot <laughs> yes, big time thank you all so much for always tuning in with us and we will see you next week bye, bye.